0: Welcome back to another great off the lip radio show. Neil, what show number is this? 641. Uh, Damn, that is 636 more than we thought we would last. That's impressive. That's that is true. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for tuning in on Santa Cruz Waves, everybody. If you're listening on the podcast, drive safe. Two hands on the wheel, please. Um, catch the show on YouTube. Of course. You're directly afterwards, a new thing, YouTube. YouTube. Tune in all those fancy ones. Yeah, it's cool that we're on YouTube because I feel like that's sort of a preservation of yeah. the shows, and uh, that's fun. And there's a lot of our old, old shows on YouTube. Yeah, there's, many people around anymore. Yeah, there's yeah, exactly. So if you do want to go back on YouTube, there's some Steve Caballero, Vince Collier, Sean Barney Barron, like some amazing shows. Willie, um, Morris. Willie Morris on YouTube back then, and that, wow, memories amazing. Uh, tonight for the third time. Third time, Neil. Can you believe it? Um, Manu, T C good to supervisor see Supervisor, right here in Pleasure Point, Santa Cruz County. Welcome back for your third time. Thank you. I, I wouldn't come back if I didn't have a good time. Well, we appreciate that because we
1: don't, you don't mm-
0: guarantee a good time this time. Right? <laughs> well, Dang we it. bring <laughs> it on. Yeah, well, Neil, normally we're not big ball busters. No, we don't yeah, but tonight maybe we'll like shake him a little. We don't know. We're gonna try. Um, but welcome back, uh, Neil. And I earlier tonight we were like, wow, monitor's been around a couple of years now. And so we—is it only been a year? One year and one quarter. Does it feel like a couple of it, years? It feels more like two. Yeah. Wow. And um, what did you win? So people watching, um, you were in a, a heated election, and right, what did you win by? Uh, I,
2: was, I believe it was like fifty-seven percent, uh, forty-three. So, it was pretty tight. Substantial.
0: Yeah, but you no won by. That's I mean that's a big win, but still, it wasn't a blowout. Is that a blowout in politics? That's a pretty big spread. Is yeah. that a big spread? I don't know the percentages. <laughs> I mean,
2: I mean, not to brag, but yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of time it can be like you know fifty-two, forty-eight. Okay. For well. Example. So.
0: And you, I th- and as we look back, uh, I feel like you ran a pretty good, uh, uh, you know your signs were everywhere mm-hmm. you were knocking on doors anywhere you wanted to speak you spoke and i think when you put yourself out like that it helps you and congrats
2: got to go 110 percent on any campaign and, and it's crazy to think we're coming up on another campaign season right now right i don't think people realize there is a june election coming here folks you're, you're gonna get a ballot in the mail here in a month
0: and what's on that ballot
2: well the uh, greenway initiative measure That's d, d. yep we, we, we will talk we, about d we also got uh, a sure Well, it depends on who I'm running against. I mean, if I was running against you, Neil, it'd be it'd be a tough race. Well, but.
0: Neil, yeah, the, the ladies. I mean, he, we'd win the the women's. Come on, bro. So okay, so you would, depending upon who you run against. Yeah. Let's get back to the upcoming election. Like, can we talk about Measure D. Sure. Um, I see signs. Mm-hmm. Yes on D. No on D. Um, I follow social media. I I live on the train tracks. I'm so confused mm-hmm. of uh, the propaganda. There's a lot of it. There's yeah. a lot. Uh mudslinging. Mm-hmm. Um, you
2: get dirty. You go dirty. I, I feel like it's dirty because It's pretty dirty. I mean, I we've I've heard about measure D signs being taken down and having, you know, practically bags of flaming poop on them. I mean, it's it's nasty. Did you
0: expect it to come to this?
2: It's It's a little frightening seeing this amount of misinformation and anger in our in our community and and like coming from all sides. Right. It's like, um, I mean, it's easy for us here in liberal Santa Cruz to say, like, oh, no, that's that's like a Republican conservative problem. Right. And then in national politics. And yet we right here in our own county, we're seeing like our own local Democratic Party endorsing the same kind of misinformation.
0: It's wild. I, I got involved in a couple of social media things. Uh-oh. Again, I live on the tracks. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is as close to me as anybody. Yep. And not only live in the track, my wife and I have 90 years together in this house on the tracks.
2: So, like, 45 years. Each. Yeah, she was born and raised okay. in the house,
0: yeah. and we've been married over 35 years. So, my point being is I would just, like, chime in, mm-hmm. and the bully fest starts. Yeah. And, and guys are calling me names who don't even know me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I might be the most, like the, the person who most closely when you actually live on the tracks. Mm-hmm. Now, please let the audience know what Measure D specifically says will happen to those tracks.
2: Measure D changes the priority in the county's general plan to say that instead of uh, PURSUING PASSENGER RAIL AND PRESERVING THE TRACKS FOR PASSENGER RAIL, WE'RE GOING TO BUILD A GREENWAY, WHICH IS you know, a BIKE AND PEDESTRIAN TRAIL. Um, IT DOESN'T REMOVE THE POSSIBILITY OF RAIL EVER COMING BACK. THAT CAN STILL HAPPEN. IT'S REALLY JUST A CHANGE IN PRIORITIES and, AND CHANGING THE GENERAL PLAN TO ACKNOWLEDGE THAT. NOW, I WILL SAY, THE COUNTY'S GENERAL PLAN, I MEAN, IT CERTAINLY, IT WOULD BE LAW AND IS SUBSTANTIVE, BUT it's, it's, THE TRACKS ARE ACTUALLY OWNED BY THE REGIONAL TRANSPORTATION COMMISSION and so, the Regional Transportation Commission can, you know, it probably should and will uh, acknowledge the county's general plan. I mean, all five county supervisors sit on the Transportation Commission, but it's not really bound by it in any way. Is
1: it going to interfere people's property, That property owners right now? Is it the eminent uh, domain going to take effect and people are going to lose their property?
2: Um, well if we try to build a trail next to the tracks to do the rail and trail plan there are some places where we would probably need to do eminent domain can yeah
1: you, can you name any of those places you know of top of your head
2: um, around Aptos village
1: okay so, yeah. so property owner of Aptos village is gonna lose there
2: there would be some places yeah where we would probably is that a market
0: value uh,
1: where they it, the em, eminent domain is yeah that, how that works it is um, now so w- when yeah, that so person, if that person, th- that property owner comes to you, what can, what do you say to them? If that, if that property owner? C- yeah. Um, they just shit out of
2: luck. Well, you mean, you mean if we, if we try to buy their property yeah. and or, I mean, yeah, I mean, basically like, sorry, well, here's, this is for the public good. Uh, here is the, what, what your property's worth and
1: that's that. Do you expect the property you owner know, just to, like, drop that and say, okay, that's no that's problem? Unfortunately, that's the law. I mean, okay.
2: yeah, so we try to avoid eminent domain cases wherever possible. Right, okay. And, I mean, I think that is one argument in favor of doing the uh, the, gr- the Greenway plan and just building on top of where the tracks are is we're going to run into a lot, s- lot less situations like that.
0: So that is all the eminent domain is if we run a train and a trail. Right. Now, behind my house is a it's real it's narrow. Mm-hmm. corridor mm-hmm. would I be possibly in, in part of that imminent? Uh, I
2: have not seen any single family homes that are encroaching mm-hmm. on the rail corridor so if we're um, we, we have seen some spots uh, down by 38th where the mobile home parks have built out or pushed the units out into um, what's owned by the public the regional transportation mm-hmm. Commission there and so yeah there's probably 15 mobile homes that are gonna have to be moved
1: do Wow you, do you think there's room for a train and a trail
2: uh, no, no. Um, I, I do think that's sort of a big the big lie in our community that we can do both. I mean, we don't really have money for both. right There's a lot of s- places where I mean, theoretically, it's possible, but from a cost and engineering perspective, it's not. Um, Aptos Village is the most obvious example because there's effectively six bridges there, right, because there's the North right. Highway Bridge, the South Highway Bridge, the North um, Soquel Drive Bridge, the South Soquel Drive Bridge. And then there's Aptos Creek and Valencia Creek. And that's because the, the rail corridor does this big loop through Aptos right. Village. So it hits both of those things twice. So first of all, that's like six bridges, which add, you know, 25 to $50 million in cost if you're trying to build a whole mm-hmm. separate bridge for bikes and pedestrians. And then, of course, you run into uh, eminent domain issues like we're talking about. So, I mean, and that's just one segment.
0: Well, I talk about the bridge going over Soquel Creek and Capitola Village all the time. That thing is going to fall down possibly tomorrow
2: it's it needs some work yeah, yeah. we've about ava- it it needs um to, to for a bike and pedestrian rehabilitation it needs about six million dollars of work and to redo it for a train it needs al- at least 30 million
1: Gee, so you said you've been on walks you were work, you, walk, you walk, took a stroll the other day with yeah. the misses, and you saw work being done on some um, bridges well it's
0: interesting we did my wife and i uh, on sunday we walked um from basically rio del mar um all the way to about new brighton and there's a lot of spray paint on the tracks, mm-hmm. and there's, it looks to me like there's work going in to maintain the tracks currently right now, and I don't know if you know about that, but that I was interested to see, like, that they look like they've been pulling weeds along the tracks and cleaning it up. Yeah, we, d-
2: we definitely do maintenance on the tracks. We actually had goats out there to yeah, do I some of the yeah, weeding yeah. Uh, for us, and we've really tried to scale down, um, you know, the level of pesticide use uh, and herbicides so that, you know, we're not like spraying toxic chemicals behind people's houses. Um, but yeah, we do we do maintenance. I mean, but I would impress upon you this that those tracks and the, the train were built by a private entity in a time when laws like sequel account for environmental quality act didn't exist. They're done by again, a private company that could really take a lot of liberties use, you know, cheap labor. Uh, now as a as a government entity trying to maintain those like the cost is just huge and and the regulatory burden right. is huge. Right. And so, um, I mean it would cost we estimate at least sixty million dollars just to repair the tracks so that a freight train could run on them again. And that's just that's just to get things started, right? And then maintaining it afterwards is gonna cost you. Well can more. you
0: imagine those salaries? It's one guy working and six dudes lean on shovels. <laughs> you know, like right. I mean, that's a lot of money. It's I a I lot of I grew up
1: in trains. I grew up in England where trains are part of the infrastructure have been for many, many, you know for many many years, and yeah. it just it seems odd where you just think you can just come along and stick a, a train track or run a train, where uh, for what we want to use it for, what you you to use it for, the, or the county money wants to use it for, it just doesn't seem there's, there's the room for it or the safety factor for it.
2: Right. I- yeah, that's true. I mean, I think with the, you know, the English, the example of England, I mean it's kind of the same thing as with uh, telephone wires, right? Like. We used uh, landlines successfully for many years in the United States because we built that infrastructure at the time that that was the technology of the day. But you look at a developing country, they just leapfrog that technology and go right to cell phones. So it's the same with us. The idea that we're going to like go backwards and put in some old technology at a huge expense is, right. is just nonsensical. Uh,
0: well, you know, electric vehicles, like, I love watching YouTube channels of, like, weird electric vehicles Mm -hmm. and it's crazy what's going on right now there's a bowling ball that flips open and you stand on it and you can go 26 miles on that dude how come you're not selling those here well (laughs) i was like whoa that was mind-blowing like there's a bowling ball you can carry it like a bowling ball Uh set it down it flips open you stand on it you're gone yeah i feel like uh, the potential for huge electric yeah i know as a fact in this community electric powered bicycles has probably grown 300% in the last two years.
2: I I wish I knew. I think it's at least that. But I got an e-bike. I love this thing.
0: Your bike's amazing. You ride it every day, right? Every day. It is the perfect vehicle for Santa Cruz. Um, Yeah. To me, I feel like we are... uh, We haven't brought that to the table with what we're trying to do with this uh, potential bike path because I think more people could commute up and down that. Because my theory with the train is when it drops you off in the middle of nowhere, what do you do? Right. Because that train doesn't really qu- stop anywhere where you people <coughs> work.
2: Right. You have got to get. I mean, even if you're get off at the boardwalk, I mean, you've got to walk ten minutes to downtown. So that's at the least. thing about
1: being in, Eng- in England. You got the bus routes. You got the bus routes. You got the underground. You got everything s- around s- around that that mm. railway track. You you always are able to get somewhere here. If you want to go downtown, it's you're gonna have to yep. go get dropped off at the boardwalk and and walk. Yep. There's no bus for it uh, or you can uber or you can take a skateboard or electric bike
2: yeah yeah the connections are not great no uh, and it's not really in in the major commercial areas um but i mean th- and, tha- and that's like planning for light electric vehicles is a big part of what the greenway just does better I mean so let me just give you some numbers from the the section in front of Seabright right from the San Lorenzo River trestle Mm -hmm. to 17th Avenue is a segment that's under study right now and it's the first time we've actually done a comparison of you know what's being called the the interim trail plan or the Greenway plan versus the rail and trail plan which is being called the ultimate trail because it's the ultimate configuration where we'd want the trail if we were to build a train in any case basically uh, it's about 18 million dollars to build the greenway plan for a 16 foot wide trail whereas the rail and trail plan is 33 million dollars to build a 9 to 12 foot wide trail so significantly narrower and that cost is probably going to go up because you're talking about tons of retaining walls and and viaducts which are like you know bridges and stuff uh, whereas the Greenway plan actually we're going to take out uh, the, it was originally designed with some fences on both sides, which are not really needed, they're going to come out. So I'll probably come down to like 16 million. You know, it, it's basically 2x the cost hmm. one versus the other. What and, you and you're getting a wider trail, which makes it easier to accommodate these fast moving, you know, e-bikes and, and e-bowling balls.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> well, let's get back to the Measure D because what you said earlier, I just want to reiterate. Um, it doesn't eliminate the potential for future rail. Is that what you were saying? That's correct. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
2: rail banking has been done successfully all over the country, and trains actually have come back in some cases, like Denton, Texas, and uh, the Purple Line in Maryland outside of D.C. are both examples of that. But, you know, but they th- there's more, this They have more
1: room than we do. We have no room. We're, we're a small town, and and we just don't have the room anymore. Well, it seems we like don't
2: we don't have the population to support the cost right. of running a train is what it comes down to. Right. But, you know, I would say this, you know, there's a lot of fear of loss, right? The, the pro rail side is playing on people's fear of loss. You're gonna lose this train. It's never gonna come back. First of all, the train, we've already lost it. It's not running right. today and there's mm-hmm. no business case for it to come back. What we actually could lose if, we, if, if measure D fails and uh, is, is a complete trail we're not going to, it's going to be so expensive to build a trail next to the tracks. We're going to run out of money after Aptos. It's not going to get down to La Selva. It's not going to get all the way to Watsonville. So it just frustrates the heck out of me that people who are pro to rail are saying, oh, well, the equity, the equity, uh, we need to get help people in Watsonville. It's like, we're not going to be able to build the trail for the people in Watsonville if we don't Mm -hmm. change the plan.
0: The same people who don't care. There's 8 million Amazon trucks running around Santa Cruz. You yeah. Know, like right. How, really, are, you how know? are you getting your toilet paper? Today, exactly, right? Yeah. Is so is it coming on a train, um, <laughs> my father was a railway expert. He ran the Golden Gate Bridge for 20 years. He was responsible for getting the railway right away from uh, Sausalito all the way up to Ukiah. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he passed away a few years ago, but he went out in my backyard and he saw the tracks and he goes, there will never be people in trains on these tracks. The liability mm-hmm. will be insane because uh, it's dangerous. I mean, that's basically what he said. Mm-hmm. Is that what the information that you, that you are getting? Is it that? Is it ever possible to have people and trains on that corridor? Because that's, I feel like the uh, pro mm-hmm. track people mm-hmm. are saying that that's going to be the case. That there'll be kids and strollers going up right. and down there. Kids run, kid run across. Then trains going at a commuter speed, right. not a tourist speed. Right. That's two different speeds. Which, what, can you explain to me what really
2: can happen? It's theoretically possible, but I, I mean, yeah, I don't think it makes for a pleasant walking and biking experience with your kids or your dog who's, you know, now running across the trail because he's scared by the, by the uh, train coming up behind. I mean, and yeah, the train is gonna have to go slower and it's not gonna be, be fast enough to compete with, with the e-bowling ball or, mm-hmm. you know, your, or to compel you to get out of your car. So yeah, I mean I, it's interesting hearing it from the you know the words of an old railman. And um, I talked to a guy who worked for the VTA, the Valley Transit Authority, yeah, and over the, over the hill they put in a you know train network over there. And um, he was he was also very anti rail in Santa Cruz County. He's like, look man, how are you a going to incentivize people to get out of their cars? Where are you, where are people going to park their cars when they come to get on your train? And how this is to the safety point, how are you going to prevent people from hitting your train with their cars? Right. So yeah, if it's trying to move f- through yeah. town quickly, Is people, that there's going to B- be accidents. Is
1: that BTA losing lot ridership.
2: Oh, I mean, but what the the mayor of San Jose, Sam Licardo, called it like colossally bad system. I mean, it's right. Yeah, it's it's not, not doing so well. Can
1: we beat that we beat that horse to death, right there. Well, yeah. I, th- I
0: think the parking lot thing's interesting. Cause I know originally they said they wanted to put a, um, a station at J Street Park, mm-hmm. and I imagine again, where are you going to park your cars? Uh, we lose our soccer field. For car parking? There's no parking down there. Mm-hmm. you know. So wherever they're going to th- – that's a huge question
1: that I think is very important. Well, they've, they've um, the, the neighbors there have already stopped commuters from going through down, that down uh, Jade Street. Uh, you can't – between yeah, 3, three J- and J- 6. Yeah.
0: But my next question is – and then we can put this horse to rest. Um, we're going to vote soon on Measure D. Mm-hmm. Uh, win or lose, what happens after the election? Is there, Are we going to settle this? Is it done? Well, there's a lot of important financial
2: questions coming to the Regional Transportation Commission um, and it's really about what project we apply to the state for funding for in Aptos because so um, there's a you may or may not know this, but uh, we've got funding to complete the auxiliary lane project on the highway from Soquel drive. all mm-hmm. the way to state park drive in aptos another lane god
1: we're bless we're s- america yeah, we're, we're starting
2: construction on the auxiliary lane between soquel drive and 41st this summer and then next year we'll start construction on uh 41st to mm-hmm. state park drive now to complete the project to get all the way to freedom which is where the bottleneck is uh we need to we need to basically to apply for that last section of and to get funding from the state it's going to be somewhere between 100 and 150 million bucks yeah. it's, a, it's a big ask i mm-hmm. mean we're talking about 500 million roughly available statewide so and th- and because the trail goes over the highway twice we basically are going to have to tell them what project we plan on doing that and so in any case we're going to be have to take a pretty hard look at the numbers see what we can competitively ask for right um, and what, how much of a local match we can put up to be as competitive a p- as
1: possible. Hmm. Let's talk about Portola Drive. Can we talk about Portola Drive?
0: One more thing. Mm-hmm. With the trail, Apparently just not. one more thing. Um, no. Can we eliminate some bridges and you like hit roads and go around them, like the Soquel Creek or some of these places oh, right, like if we do a trail? Right. Is that is that is that part of what possibly could happen? Um, well, that features
2: more in the rail and trail plan because there's some bridges you just can't do both. I mean, you mm-hmm. mentioned Soquel Creek, which is the Capitola Trestle there. Uh, you, can't, you can't put both people and a train on that trestle. Um, so the current plan is to go through Capitola Village. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I'd love to ride my bike across the Capitola Trestle and,
1: you know, take it's some selfies. And well, it, it's amazing. The whole, you have to avoid the holes in it, though.
2: It's, well, it's, a, it's a little we, dicey. Like I said, we could totally re, refurbish that baby for about six million bucks, yeah. and it'll be as safe as possible and new surface rails and across. the whole thing. Yeah, right. Well, well, railings, not
0: railings. Right,
2: right. right. Railings with, yeah. for yeah. bikes and pedestrians. Yeah, because what, what happened
1: out here with the bike lane whole thing? The whole thing that just was—it was, it was oh. there. It was there, for, and then it was gone. I'm glad you asked, Neil. I'm glad. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Well, okay. And what's so supposed to happen and what did happen? And what's going to happen? Okay, what's going? That's right. perfect.
2: Yeah. Well, um, Segway. So, I mean, obviously, the uh, rail corridor is not the only bike and pedestrian trail in the county, and we want to improve the infrastructure o- uh, overall, right? And so, when I came into office, there was a plan to um, that that was. Vetted by the community to bring Portola down to three lanes. It's called a road diet. And of course, East Cliff, which becomes Portola, is also three lanes, so it's not the craziest three idea Three lanes. Right, so uh one lane of travel in both directions and a center turn lane. Okay. Mm. Right. Oh okay, yeah. Right. Um so seeing that plan I thought, okay, we let's try it out. Let's do a pop-up, right? Um or basically a you know yeah, for the mo- thirty days, as right. you said. Uh, and we got s- we had some money from the state to actually like execute that pop up. So we, so we did. And uh, of course, people hated it, <laughs> as <Yeah>. you <laughs> rightly pointed out. And I think the biggest problem was because there's multiple stop signs there, it basically it increased the queue length. Right. Cars had to stack longer to wait to get through those stop signs. Right. So we realized as well, if there were ever to be a road diet like that, we'd really need to put in stoplights. Um, now. I, I believe in the build, measure, learn approach, right? So we learn from that. People don't want to go down to three lanes anytime soon. So we're actually going to do a resurfacing out here on Portola this summer. It's gonna, We're going to keep it four lanes and just put some more green paint and better sidewalks out there uh, so that it's it's more bike and pedestrian friendly, but without reducing. Is there reason the reason we're doing
1: capacity. it in he- in the in the heavy tourist season of summer? <laughs> uh good
2: question yeah
0: that's i was kind of wondering i'm like wow we uh
2: i'll, I'll talk to our public works director <laughs> if you can push it out too i mean what would be good september october
0: it's it's not well, a l- with climate change it's that's do the it problem any time of the year right i mean
2: people i mean october still it's still around summer summer i know. still getting visitors
0: well before. it is c- it is getting busier and uh obviously people are discovering pleasure point i mean it's a, a slice of paradise but yeah. to do it the, to resurface that in summer I mean, when AT&T's out there doing a phone line, it's a cluster. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes, and we'll learn from that as well.
1: Yeah, and then well you know, the bridge across the H- yacht harbor—that's another—that's another bone of contention Oof, for a oh lot people, Yeah, ah. well,
2: that's a that's a city project. I've written to them saying, like, hey guys, couldn't you delay this? Because um, I mean, I mentioned the Highway One project, s- probably starting later this year. Mm-hmm. Then the Murray Street Bridge, yeah, that's one of three ways across town. I mean, and from what I'm hearing right now, it would just be you could. Uh, there would be there would be no east west eastbound traffic you could only go west i mean they're gonna try to oh, make do you half it and it half that's the plan is it i don't i don't that would that would be smart right mm-hmm. since there's demand is mostly one direction all morning and night yeah. but um yeah that's gonna have an impact then we're also resurfacing soquel drive uh which is so those are the three main ways across town right mm-hmm. i mean murray street slash east cliff right mm-hmm. uh highway one and soquel drive so mm-hmm. We're, all imp- we're improving all of them, which is great, but the timing has just been... You know what it's gonna be? Uh,
0: yeah. The year road rage.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great year to get an e-bowling ball. I'll yes. tell you that. Uh, and, yeah. and there's actually a ton of rebates available for, um, electric, for electric, electric bikes electric and yeah. other stuff. Yeah, but like Federal from uh, our local, um, this 3CE, what is it, uh, Central Coast Community Energy um, yeah, so there's, a, I think Ecology Action's got some, so it's a good, good year to buy an e-bike. E- well, as we said earlier, so pli- electric bikes y- are taking off,
1: but right? You, so you apply, to the, you apply to them for a rebate on, on, on when you go get a bicycle?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. All th- I haven't tried it myself, so I don't yeah. know the exact details. But, you but can yeah, you basically, right. um, you, can, you can get one and then get some money back.
0: Hmm. Looking back um, over the last 12 months, would you still run for this office?
2: I would, yeah. I'm having a good time. You are? Uh, on the whole, yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know... Biggest so. success so far is? You know, I, I knew you'd ask me that question. Right, yeah, I did. <laughs> um, well, I guess what i found is uh, you don't always have the biggest successes with, with the policy, right? I right. mean, I think one of the most important policies i worked on is the Tiny Homes Ordinance. And I, ind- I introduced it the first month I got in there, and they're still working on it, right? It kind of got stuck in all the things staff has to do and uh, if I could do it again I would have been a little bit more precise in, in my direction but um, I think one big win uh, has been seeing the, uh, the Vets Village project come together on Highway 9 um, so this is a project for homeless veterans and it's going to be really community centric um, mm-hmm. because it's, it's taken over an old motel um, and so they're gonna start with 16 veterans in there hope to build it up to 40 over time Um, and it's just, you know, I was out there for, um, you know, an opening barbecue the other weekend, and, um, there's a lot of hope and excitement about that. And hopefully it can be a model for other projects throughout the county. Have you been
1: able to do stuff in office? Have you been able to move stuff around, make it, make some headway on, on your work? Yeah. I mean, I think it,
2: it, you know, it, it does make a big difference who's sitting in the seat in terms of like, just oh the, the county's overall approach to things i mean we're coming up on some big decisions um with the sustainable sustainability update i mean we're undertaking the biggest change to the general plan in 25 years uh to try to enable a little bit more housing in this county right i mean which is a huge crisis we can talk about more um, but we'll basically allow uh, a little bit more infill development um, and, and would rezone some parts of, of portola drive here you know some of the old um, uh, Car lots and not. St- I mean,
0: like uh, my lot bow back. That's not not yours. No, for,
2: further <laughs> down, um, more just more past town and country there. But to to make them uh, you know residential zoning housing.
1: Yeah. Are we gonna talk homelessness, TC? Are we going down that? I, mean, I guess we have. You know, uh, it's um, we've been beating that horse to death for a while.
0: <laughs> well, first off, congrats to the vets uh, housing because mm-hmm. I feel like um, our country has let a lot of vets down. Definitely. And to hear that. It's been part of your, like, when Neil says what's, what, you look back, what's the success? To have that up there with the you know, cap in the foot, that's good, and I appreciate that. Um, some people say that uh, there's some, I've just heard from some friends that there's, like, money involved. Oh, Manu has, like, guys that are, c- can you explain how your philosophy and your politics work? And is there anybody that's in your pockets? Just because just I hear this stuff. Right. You know, they think that there's like some altered motivation to Manu and what he's doing in politics, your aspirations.
2: You're just... I, I'm not getting any kickbacks from anybody, <laughs> no. Um, there's you not know, houses there's in
0: Fiji that year? Uh, no. <laughs> um,
2: I mean, my my family lives in Tahiti. I'm going to go visit them. But, so I don't need anyone to gift me any houses in Fiji. Um, but... Uh, no. I mean, in fact, the reporting requirements are super strict. I mean, you can see my form 700s where I have to report any gift over 50 bucks that anybody gives me. And um, no, I don't have any ulterior motivations. I think was that new
1: skateboard you're going to give them. I can't. Well, <laughs> I mean, you can. I just have to report it. Everyone okay, will know. No, oh, you can report it. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, yeah. And yeah. If it's over 400
2: bucks, then I can't vote for any of your projects. I'm going to have to recuse <laughs> well, I have myself. No projects going on right well, now. Even trash cans. I <laughs> oh, worry. well, that's true. Well, that's interesting, you know, for the
0: people who look, um, you're very approachable. And I know you put yourself out there, but just earlier I was saying how we have a need for a trash can here in Pleasure Point. You're Mm like, I'm going to get with the county and figure out what's going on out here, and I appreciate that. So people who are watching – I guess the, what I should say is, don't be afraid to approach you. Absolutely, yeah. And, and your your office, you, they can call and leave a message and.
2: Yep, best best way to reach out is to our email address first.district at santa cruz county us because that goes to the whole office. Mm-hmm. So you know, I have a, a an ungodly number of meetings that I have to be, you know, representing. You're you representative in all day long, but. Uh, got a few analysts that are there um, and that'll help like elevate issues fastest and and make sure people get what they need. Just to know real quick people watching
0: I've emailed you three times pissed off as just like a concerned uh, constituent your office got back to me all three times very quickly. All right. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. And so I just want to let you know. Names, you're a well, big name, T.C. Well, I'm not a big, big name. name. <laughs> I'm a big complainer. <laughs> but, big I, but I just want to say, so if somebody's watching and you're concerned what's going on here, um, I I reached out to you three times, and people from your office responded three times. I'm,
2: I'm glad to hear that because at the end of the day, customer service, helping constituents, that's what matters the right.
0: most. Right. Well, I feel like that's what makes you a better person for the position is that you do respond whether it's good or bad
1: the needle tc where are we going with homeless where, where, where's the needle going <laughs> with, the, with the homeless situation in this town i know that <laughs> you've got as a, i know you're dealing with yeah. a lot but we'd like to find out what you're dealing with and and what's happening what's going on with on the show
2: it's just a gigantic problem you know i w- i wish i had could do a lot more i mean we're making progress in the right direction i will say that there's more and more state and federal money becoming available to deal with the issue. Um, but as I was saying- But that's g- okay, you know so it's, g-
1: it's good to have the money, right? But what do you g- what can you do with the money once you have it in your back pocket? And how much of that money can you use? We talked about that a little bit.
2: Well, right, I mean, so even with all the extra money we've been getting recently, we still only have about, ha- we estimate about half of what's needed. Um, I mean, the fundamental crisis just comes down to how expensive housing is in our community. I mean, do you know it takes an like an average of 3.4 jobs to afford one? two bedroom apartment. Oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's insane. And so we're actually we are seeing family homelessness, increasing senior homelessness increasing as a result of this crazy housing market. And, um, you know, the people you see in encampments, that's only about a quarter of people who are homeless. Um, and so, you know, with the with trying to build permanent housing over there on Park Avenue, a lot of or whenever you try to build housing to for people who are homeless. I mean, people think of, people, of the folks who are in the encampments, but there's a lot more people who need housing. So, um, I mean, we're gonna have to keep making significant investments. I mean, the fact that the state and federal government are, are putting up more money regularly helps. Um, it's challenging right now because there's so many, it's this funding is so fragmented. We have 40 different grants for homelessness that we're managing. So it's not like we can just say, you know what, we're gonna take all the money, and we're going to build this, this uh, eco-village mm. out here uh, in the country, and everyone's going to go there. I, I mean, if I, if I could, I would. But because the money's in 40 different pots, it's pretty hard to put together.
0: That's 40 different chiefs that have different requirements for their money? Uh, well, it's
2: How? yeah, somewhere in the, in the state or, or with the state or feds, it's 40 different programs that are being managed, yeah.
0: Does that take all your – I mean, that takes time, right?
2: It doesn't take all of my time, but it does take a lot of staff time at the county. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, you had asked me if I had any aspirations, you know, to go on to state or federal government. Well, I'm not so <laughs> sure about that because of be mean leaving beautiful Santa Cruz for most of the week. Um, but I, I would seriously consider um, a statewide initiative to change the way funding works and keep more because of it local. It sounds
1: like you're trying mm. to fix broken glass, but then you've got 40 different... Yeah, grunts and trying to fix broken glass by gluing it together with forty pieces of glass. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Can you just of those forty can you mention like what a few of those are? It's like what different types why is there not like some sort of system to get them together?
2: We have funding we have, you know, funding for emergency shelter, we have funding for uh, rapid rehousing for people like, you know, to get them rental money. We have funding for um, you know, Mental health, other kinds of health addiction outreach. W- yeah, addiction services. I mean, you name it. There's so. Now you know
1: you have it. Does the public know you have it? Does the public can apply for this, for the, for that funding?
2: Um, I mean, a lot of it is money that either nonprofits or, or okay. uh, we as the county have to apply for. I mean, the county applies to the state for funding all day long, right? And so as I was saying, like, our, if you look at all the money the county spends. Um, a, a billion, we get about a billion dollars flows through county government every year, but we really only have uh, complete discretion over 160 million of that. Um, and all the rest is you know grants that have this or that requirement.
0: Well, the good news is it's not just our community. It's every community in the country is dealing with these
2: problems. Oh, certainly with homelessness. I mean, Santa Cruz, we do have one of the highest per capita rates of homelessness in the state. And the state, of course, is pretty much the highest in the country. Um, and we also have a lot of uh, issues with funding in general. We are very limited by Prop 13, um, and we get one of the lowest property uh, tax rates. Only $0.13 cents on the dollar of property taxes you pay go back to the county. Wow.
0: How frustrating, right? Super, super frustrating. Yeah, what? no, I,
2: Welcome to the county. Uh, you have no money. You can't fire anyone, and uh, you need to build absolute consensus to pass anything.
0: Wow. And, and you still have a smile on I, your face, hey, right? That, because I'm here talking to you guys <laughs> well that's <laughs> yeah. great but I mean it's um this is not a, a, a cakewalk no what you got yourself into you half the people are not going to be happy with their decisions and you're trying to do what's best for our county and is there ever a winner
1: well you're not going to homelessness is not going away and there's, there's, there's never going to be an end to it not, uh, there's not. it's never going to be an end game yeah. to, to homelessness. Th-
2: the goal is to reduce the impact and to to manage it as best as possible, um, and to bring down the, the total number of people who are homeless
0: every you know from one year to the next. Wow, that's a bold thing to take on because I don't know the answer. I have had a lot of people come on the
1: show, including yourself, and a lot of other politicians, and they just I, you know there's been no solution. It's just you know shaking their man. head. Is money hey, really more the answer?
2: more money would make
1: a big difference and building
2: more housing. But
0: right. Where are you going to build them at? Well, I've seen there's a big increase in ADUs right, right, right. now. Yeah. I know at, at the last time we spoke there was going to be it was going to be easier, right, to do these things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which could really solve a big portion of these problems because mm-hmm. the ADUs are smaller and more affordable. Um, any changes since the last time we talked on sliding those through county? Yeah
2: yeah we definitely moved it to a ministerial permitting process we've made it so like you don't have to fix the sidewalk when you're putting in an adu um we've created like just a simple checklist for design guidelines so um it's it's definitely gotten easier we're creating some pre-approved plans for adus that you could just be like
0: yeah i'll take that one okay Hmm. pre-approved well so people watching who have a home here in santa cruz and Cause it's you want to put an ADU a, on well it? Well, it's a good investment. It or increases obs- the property yep, value. Yep. Uh, you could bring in a little revenue. You could um, potentially home some house some people that would really appreciate it and be good neighbors. Mm-hmm. So it's good to hear that it's happening. Uh, I spoke to a friend of mine, Craig, who lives over on 35th Avenue. He said there's two ADUs going in over there right now.
2: Yep, two ADUs went in on one property right next door to me over on uh, around 7th Avenue.
1: Mm-hmm. Give me... Give me a typical day for you. Tomorrow morning is going to look like what? Give me a typical day for, what, for Manu <laughs> Um the,
2: You know, if I'm lucky if there's not a, a three or four hour m- meeting scheduled at the beginning of my day, right? So, for example, Thursday we got the RTC meeting. That's three or four hours. Um, if, if not, there's usually a few different meetings. Um, I, you know, I don't have my day memorized at the top <laughs> of my head. I can pull it up. But, um, you know, for example, today um, met with, the uh, public works director a, and someone representing numerous uh, property owners throughout um, Pleasure Point that had specific issues they wanted to work through, so that uh, you know, really helped us talk through uh, some of the changes that we need to make in, in streamlining permitting. Um, then in in the afternoon, I was talking with the parks director and a nonprofit about um, potential uses for uh, or how to create a, an agriculturally uh, like farm-friendly park in the county. Um, you know, make a few calls here and there, talk to uh, our new fire chief, um, Nate Armstrong, about, you know, the potential for more uh, people getting involved with hand crews, uh, which turns out, you know, you, you want a fair amount of training. So just right. throwing a Joe Schmoe, who's had two hours of training at a fire is not a good idea.
1: Um, the, p- the people lost, lost their homes in the, in the fires. Are they, are, are they uh, able to get an easier permitting process through the county? Great question. That's be been f- so today?
0: hard. I have a friend who lost a home up there, and he's I mean, like, I can't rebuild.
2: It's been really slow, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, it's not like we've we've tried to make changes to make it faster, and we're continuing to, you know, we're we're creating a unified permit center right now, um, which will b- really make permitting more of a one-stop shop, and and where you've got people like who actually know everything that you need to do next, and can help move you through the process better. Um, you know, but a big part was just, we had to do all the cleanup on the sites. Right. I mean, and then they had to be like cleared. Okay. There's no more toxic, Mm -hmm. you know, burn stuff here. Um, and then there's, there's the whole issue around mudslides. Right. So Mm -hmm. we had to kind of We did like a general countywide study to be able to, you know, clear some of those sites from mudslides. In some cases, if people want to move forward with the rebuilding, they've got to, um, you know, acknowledge the risks associated with that. Um. And, I mean, now we're processing permit applications as fast as possible.
1: It's not fast enough for people living up there. I, I, and I
2: understand. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're out of their home, and it, it's just really tough. You
0: can imagine their uh, sadness and frustration. I can't. I it's can. super tough. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, I have a friend who's been like, oh, my gosh, I can't rebuild my house. You know, it's so sad. And that makes sense, what you're saying. You know, there's there's things, that safety issues that you have to have done. But... um it's tough on some people that I know. It's sad. Well, he should talk to his supervisor. It's not me. No, I know, right? <laughs> huh?
1: Lucky dog. So we're going to vote for you again
2: when? Oh, not till 2024. The Are you announcing sh- it right now? Oh, boy. I don't know. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I oh, <laughs> breaking news, Neil. <laughs> 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 oh, <we're> <laughs> <not>. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Panetta said he was, still right. he was running well, again. He announced it right on well, our, well, our show. Jimmy's got to run every other year. Right? <laughs> no, He's got a he two-year term. right here <laughs> on the, okay. on the what do You got three years
1: left? You got three years left?
2: Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yep.
0: Are you going to defend the crown? Is that
2: well? I'll tell you this much: if I do run again, I will be the supervisor, the most senior supervisor in my second term.
1: Right,
2: most most likely, yeah. mm-hmm. most likely, the rest of the board will turn over and it'll be. Are you su-
1: uh, Are you supporting? Um, Shepra or Justin in there in their on their election. I,
2: I haven't endorsed haven't? anyone we in District 3. Would do it tonight,
1: three? endorse on the, this, this uh, wonderful show?
2: No, I don't think so. Oh, he's smooth, isn't he? <laughs> isn't we he we're right? trying, I know.
1: you can let him out <laughs> <laughs> the door?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. What? Uh, have, you got, have you guys endorsed someone in the District 3? Well uh, 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 that's we not my district. We
1: try and stay Switzerland, you know? Yeah, sometimes. We try and stay Switzerland, yeah. We give Jimmy our support. Now,
0: earlier you were saying that like, there's children in your future and like things coming on yeah um if in the future you weren't doing what you're doing would you go back Wh- what would be your aspirations outside of politics
2: uh well i'm i'm really interested in um building more affordable housing and and especially how that'll impact um, our ability to adapt to the climate crisis i see all the technologies coming on line right now whether it's like on-site water recycling um or like vertical farming like you know greenhouses that are closer to urban centers where i mean and that if we could do more of that that would reduce uh you know packaging waste and vehicle miles traveled food miles um so that's that's really where my interest and my passion is and i would try to work in that space uh whether it's you know helping with different jurisdictions with policy Or something else related to it. If I if I wasn't in this job, your life
1: is you're gonna make the world a better place.
2: I'd like to. That's
0: cool. Good stuff, huh?
1: Can you demonstrate to us like when you started off in that day one? The slope there was no slope. It was flat. Mm -hmm. How what what's like a hill look like? You're climbing each day today. Is it is it is it pretty steep?
2: Uh, It's um, I'd say it's you know, forty five degrees. Forty five degrees.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. Um. Still pretty steep, but I, I feel like I can get up it.
1: And do you feel like you're getting somewhere?
2: I I do. I feel like I've after uh, you know just over a, a year yeah. now, I've kind of know the ropes and um, can plan my time and the office's time uh, more proactively and really have a better sense of what we can accomplish. Would that how be
1: your legacy? Do you think if you accomplish it with ADUs or, or homelessness or Botola Drive or? I
2: mean, hopefully there's a long list, right? Right. Um, a, I mean, even just like process improvements for uh, for the office of the Board of Supervisors. I mean, uh, we just got some new project management software and that that will make a big difference um, in terms of our work day to day. Um, I mean, ultimately, mm-hmm. I think we need more staff time in the first district. I mean, uh, and I me- as I mentioned, you know, like your friend should call his supervisor in the, the third mm-hmm. or the fifth district. Right. But, you know, this is actually the hardest supervisor position in District 1 because 80% of constituents are in the unincorporated area. That means they're relying on county planning, county parks, can, county you know police, the, the sheriff, right. um, county public works. Whereas if you live in the, the city and like District 3, 90% of uh, the constituents live in the city of Santa Cruz. So they all have city services mm-hmm. for that. So um, basically I have to help a lot more people with a lot more things.
0: How many... Uh, people contact you a day do you think like reaching out to you for help questions opinions
2: um I would have to ask the rest of the analysts what our our daily uh intake volume is but I mean it's somewhere around a hundred contacts yeah, yeah. and
0: every one of them gets an answer I mean I got an answer we tra-
2: oh I mean yeah we got to at least help people yeah. you know uh, I mean maybe if you keep asking about the same thing you mm-hmm. know fifty right. times right. well right. it'd be like okay we yeah we talked we about gave it. you an answer and and that's it. But wow. um, mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah, people deserve to hear back.
0: Good show, TC. Well, you know um, what I always like about you, Manu, is you're not afraid to sit in front of a camera and get grilled. You know, we and didn't I, kill and him. no, oh no, but we're easy. <laughs> but but you do. You have ab- always made an appearance, and I give you credit for that. Um, and like I said, I, to the folks watching, I've reached out three times. You didn't know but your office got back to me three times, and I was really impressed by that. Um, you're never gonna win, you're gonna try, and hopefully the people um, overall will approve of your trying, and that's all you can ask for, can right? Can I ask one Definitely. more thing about the yeah.
1: homeless situation that happened on Seabright with, with Novak and, and that, right? You complained um, about it. What happened on Seabright there? Uh, was it last year? Well, I think there yeah. was going to be a camping in site camp there. there or Seabright, or at- right? Seabright, correct?
2: Yeah, uh, there was concern that this c- and this was a city issue. Okay, I'm sorry. Because uh, Seabright is in the city of S- Santa Cruz, um, so there was concern that, like, by defining uh, certain places um, like downtown as no camping zones, they were implicitly saying that places like at Seabright were camping zones. Okay. All right. And Alright. that that plan ultimately didn't move forward.
1: No. No.
0: We do we have a lack of camping? Is that the problem, do you think? Because it seems like they camped down behind the county building really well. Um, is, is, I, do we need more camping? Is we
2: th- What we need is more designated areas for, I mean, organized for camping, camping. For organized camping yeah. rather than, um, you know. On the
1: freeway here under the yeah. 45th Avenue. And right. Then right, then,
2: just tacitly accepted areas for unorganized camping. Right. Because, I mean, the cost of all the the trash people are bringing into the riparian areas and to try to clean that up is huge. insane. And, I mean, I've been, you know, working with the sheriff's department to be as proactive as possible to get people out of where they shouldn't be. Um, But it would be helpful if we had more prescribed places.
0: And just real quick on that same subject. It seems to me, um, being here for many, many, many years, it seems to have maybe doubled in the last 10 years. You know, I think maybe that would be a a conservative Mm -hmm. estimate. Yeah. Um, if that happens again in the next 10 years is the county prepared for that or thought about what how <laughs> much housing's not getting cheaper right. life is not getting cheaper if it's doubled in the last 10 years and it doubles again in the next 10 years are we ready for that well, well clearly we're not ready for
2: doubling I mean we're t- still just trying to deal with what we've got today I I do you think it's going to start to come down with more resources available? I mean, also, you, I mean, certainly, the housing crisis is part of it, um, but you know, so is the opioid epidemic, um, and we st- I feel like we're starting to turn the corner on that a little bit, and that there's less prescriptions going out. You know, we're um, suing every uh, both right. the opioid manufacturers and, and stand likely to actually get some money back from them. Um, from that. And so I, I feel like we're headed, we're going to start headed in the right direction, that we're kind mm-hmm. of at the high water mark right yeah. now.
0: You know, the problem right now, right. fentanyl. I, yeah. It's yeah, tearing our the community apart. So. And uh, yeah. and to me, that's a, a bigger problem than a lot of what's going on with some of the opiate stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Is
1: there a slice and fentanyl and everything right now. So yep. we're well, we going to let you get back to the missus. Let you get yeah, back yeah. to your wife. Yeah. Well, you can
0: you ride the bike home before dark. I appreciate th- that. Thank yeah. you for yeah. coming
1: back on the show. We will have you back again for number four. And you ride your bike every day?
0: Uh, uh, just uh, about. Weather
1: permitting sometimes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Um, and so going back to the rail trail, you would be not only our supervisor, but you'd also be a customer of this trail, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I – I still, to this day, I have a, gra- a, a dream of a garage door on my back fence. Yep. That would be pretty sweet. The and little bat cave entrance. I, wanna, <laughs> right. I want a bat yeah. cave, and I want an electric bike. Ball, b- b- and yeah. So uh, <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. Yeah. Um, and thank you for taking on this position because I know it's tough and you're trying hard. And I think anyone in the county, we could only hope that our elected politicians try as hard as you. So yeah, much appreciated. Yep. Neil, what do we got next anytime. week? Uh, blowing wet guys, blowing wet we Yep. There. Right here on Portola, right in front of the new project. They're going to get fresh pavement out there. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. T-Fox, thanks as always. We'll see you next week on the Off the Lip Radio Show. Good night, everybody.